Hello and welcome to the second episode of Manchester Shakespeare Company's podcast. I'm Gina Frost, the director, and this is John Topliff, the writer. Hello. We've been producing our adaptations of Shakespeare's work since 2013. And today we'd like to talk about our third production, Twelve Nights, first performed at the Three Minute Theatre in December 2014. The touring version was played in several venues, outside spaces and festivals over the following years. Audience reception was very positive and it set the model for all subsequent productions. So how was it different from the first two productions? John will explain. Right. Well, first of all, we had uh, a structure change because in the first two productions, we were just sort of mixing and matching the scenes and making it up as we went along. So with a, a change of personnel, really, it was the first time that Gina and I went back to just being the two of us. Before that, we had lots of people involved. We had volunteers, we had students and everybody. And it got a bit messy. So there was not real any, no real central direction of, of thought and of, um, of ideas. So we kept the structure of Twelfth Night, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, exactly the same. So the scene structures are the same. So the things happen in the real play, happen in our play, at exactly the same time, but to different people, more or less, and to different characters. The first thing we did was we changed the gender over because in Shakespeare's play, uh, Viola has to disguise herself as a boy in order to survive in a hostile world environment. So we went, OK, let's do it the other way around. So in this case, Sebastian has to disguise himself as a girl in order to survive in what's essentially a, a post-Brexit um, former United Kingdom. So it's, it's a, a country that's been split up and has a zero immigration policy, which mirrors the sort of thing that um, Illyria was in Shakespeare's play. The other thing was we conflated some of the characters. So, uh, so Toby and Maria in Shakespeare's play were now conflated into a, a woman called Tia Maria. She's uh, Oliver's auntie. Now, Olivia in the original is now Oliver. Count Orsino in Shakespeare's original is now Hosina Pilton, who's a lonely, uh, sex-starved girl <laughs> and an orphan, as is Orsino, and she owns the entire Pilton hotel chain. And, of course, this is where Oliver, Oliver de Tabloids, is staying. Um, Malvolio in Shakespeare's original is now called Malcolm Fabrice, pronounced Fabrese, and he's secretly in love with Oliver. We got rid of Festy. We didn't need him at all, so sorry, Festy. Again, the, the setting is the same. It's a hostile environment for two twins who are separated and then eventually reunite, but we're not without a load of Fandango in the middle. So we have two uh, immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, shipwrecked twins, that everybody th thinks they can't tell the difference, <laughs> which is patently crackers. So we just put them in uh, glasses and long hair and nobody noticed that they were actually a man and a woman. Great fun. So uh, the play was written and I gave it to Gina because Gina directs it and usually casts it. So Gina, what was the 
overall style of production and how, how do you direct this? Well, I think in general, my um, whole experience as a, a performer and also as a, a student of drama and theatre studies, I just feel that people really need to want to have a laugh these days. Mm. They need fun in their veins. Mm. Yeah, yeah. there's always uh, lots of room for, um, you know, talk about topics in the more um, dramatic play. Um, but I leave that to the people who can afford to put them on. <laughs> uh, we, we were never in a position where we could do that. So we went for uh, what we know. Uh, we, we went for 20th century style comedy. Um, for example, we've worked with Aidan J. Harvey, who was... Um, a real 20th century impressionist, actually. But he was in our next play, which we'll talk about next next time in episode three. Um, he was in Summer Dreaming and also Point of Departure, which we mm -hmm. directed, produced and directed. And he was just simply fabulous, you know, bringing his experience onto the stage and making people laugh was really what I wanted. So I wanted to try and get that from the rest of the other cast. Mm. Um, I always go for people who are not particularly that experienced. I think it's important that um, the casting is done in-house because the the overall vision, um, you know, for our productions is about entertainment. Yeah. And, yeah, John, John is a historian. He always likes to put in a, a historical reference uh, and he also likes to... He's a musician as well. Um, so he, he always likes to put in some uh, reference to the songs of the period that we're working in, that the setting's in. We were a bit cheeky. We we um, Let's talk about the setting because we, we set it in the future, mm -hmm. like we do, in a post-Brexit uh, form United Kingdom, which we predicted, to be honest. Because mm. when we did this, it, the Brexit wasn't even thought about. It was Mr Cameron who decided to give people a vote and that didn't turn out very well either. Um, so we put it in this country that's post-Brexit, post-United uh, Kingdom, Scotland's now an independent country, etc, etc. And um, it's a pretty harsh place to be an immigrant. So we, the general theme was 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we thought the 80s has all come round again, like it does. And the music was sort of 80s. The theme song was a bit like Whitney Houston 80s song. So karaoke. Karaoke, <laughs> uh, been banned for years, karaoke, mm. in this play. And a lot of the things, we were a bit cheeky with the song title. We decided to use um, 80s song titles as dialogue. I want to know what love is. <laughs> I want you to show me. <laughs> but and the whole thing was a bit of a joke, a jokey idea. And of course, the costumes, you had some hanging around, didn't you? <laughs> well, just, yeah, because, of, you know, I was actually a performer in the 80s. So one, I, quite a lot of my wardrobe was still just, like you say, <laughs> Back, hanging around. Backstage. Backstage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the puffy skirts and <laughs> all that kind of thing. So I, I didn't have any problems finding some of the uh, costumes, particularly for Tia Maria and um, uh, uh, Palemush. Andrea, yeah. Andrea, sorry. So, Andrea Palemush. I just run through the cast now because it was a mixture of experienced performers, um, graduates mm -hmm. and people who'd not really done much before. So it was great. For the main part of Sebastian, disguised as Sabrina, was a guy called Daniel Brotherton. And I think this was about his first or second... He was he was a media-based, he, he had was, a media-based yeah. background. So, and he, he'd actually attended the Manchester Shakespeare Company acting he, classes. He was perfect for I that. really liked him, yeah. so that's why I wanted to suggest him, put yeah. him forward. He was very good at deadpan. It's getting a little out of hand for me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that every problem in the world can be solved by fighting. 
Because I'm American. <laughs> oh, if I was a man, that would really have hurt. <laughs> And uh, for viola, a doubling as Andrea, so doubling two parts, um, quite difficult for a, um, a novice performer to do. But, but Sophie's not; she's very experienced. I so, Sophie, Sophie Toland, she's yeah. called. Um, I scoured um, social media yeah. for for this this role, yeah. and it was her background. When I actually read into her background yeah. and studied her her background, she really sounded right, and I was right. She was great. <laughs> Please say yes. I've got the Skype picker all lined up. Wait, 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 one moment. I have to go and think out loud over there for a moment. <laughs> there are very few logical explanations for what is going on here. One, I have gone mad. This is possible. I'm talking to myself. Two, I have stumbled into some weird open plan lunatic asylum and all of you are mad. Three, Antonia has slipped me some acid without me realizing. Four, I was uh, hit by elephant on the way here. I am dead. This is afterlife. Five, I mean a really bad adaptation of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, we needed a singer, so we um, engaged Sophie Ann Ellicott, who's a musical theatre performer, but also an actor, because there was a couple of songs in there that we needed. And she did great on those. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was private rubbish. I will get up. Don't move! These people are all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> double is Tia Maria and Antonia and that was Louise Wilson who we'd seen work before. I spotted Louise in um, a showcase All right, um, at from. 3MT yes right. and she stood out Yeah, and uh, I really wanted to work with her so yeah. I invited her to the um, you know the three minute to 369 oh, yeah. uh, events where you know people would do a, a three minute or six minute or oh, nine Rob, minute. Robbie Dogs. I yeah 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 so um <laughs> If you're listening, Sean, we still remember that one. <laughs> I invited Louise um, to that. So, and again, she still impressed me. So that's why I put her forward yeah. um, for, you know, 12 nights. You! Yes, you, you howl, you're doing everything! <coughs> Excuse me, I have just got you. Yeah, I've been cunning gold digging like... What? Thanks to you! Andrea's on her way home and I'll see her in a box, put her in a carport box. I don't know what you want! Ah! <laughs> 
going on? Where's <laughs> 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 Malcolm? Danny was written down this screen. What? It's a theatrical convention, dear. Did that have an uh, for the antagonist, as Mal- Malcolm yeah. Fabrice, mm. uh, pronounced Fabrese, we had Tony Charnock, who's yeah. a, a very experienced actor. Six months ago, you wouldn't even come and watch him at the 3MT, but now you want him on your boots, don't you? We have no chance. No, no, delete, delete. Keep them waiting a little bit longer, then say no. Yes. Uh, Mr. Fabrice. It's for Brazy. What do you want? <laughs> it's destiny. And I'm a child of destiny. Oh my god, I'm destiny's child! Well, that fortune's very yes. And we wanted somebody for Oliver de Tabloids who would portray a really bad actor. So we have a... As a student, he was a student, was a student, Charlie, but yeah. he wasn't an acting student, but he, he did it really well. He, he portrayed uh, Oliver Tab- Tabloids as a real terrible actor. <laughs> I liked his, semi, <laughs> his semi-posh accent yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get right to the point. Without beating around the bush, going round the back of the houses, round the bus stop and up the stairs. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's impossible to tell them apart. <laughs> so that was the cast. Uh, six actors and yeah. eight parts in the play. Okay, so coming back to the songs, um, there were going to be four songs in it, but uh, the director decided that the one I'd written for Malcolm was a little bit too rude. Yeah, yeah it was a bit risky. <laughs> and of course... Um, even uh, though the play is, is generally uh, for a, a, an older audience, because there are some elements in it that you would definitely consider adult only. Yeah. Um, but that particular song, <laughs> I just thought it was too soon for us to be taking that kind of a risk. Just too soon. Mm. And, um, of course, Tony, who was playing Malcolm, had a, I think he had a throat infection. He did, yeah. His voice had, wasn't, had nearly gone. So he could just about manage mm. the lines. So it's um, a good job we didn't put it in. Yeah. And um, we had to record the final song, which is uh, a... An arrangement of uh, mm. Hey Hold the Wind and the Rain. Yeah. We had to r- record his singing early on before mm. he lost his voice. Mm. So it was interesting. He could barely speak his lines, never mind singing yeah. at the end of the day. So, uh, being our own theatre at Three Minute Theatre, we could have access to anything we could possibly make ourselves. So, the idea of the, the shipwreck in the beginning of the original play, we turned it into a motorway crash with a, a van or a, a lorry with illegal immigrants in it being chased by the police. So what we had to do, um, because they're supposed to be from a foreign country, mm. they're supposed to be, we, and what was it called? Tazanistan. That yeah. was it. We called it Tazanistan. They were uh, escaping a civil war that, you know, lost, they lost their parents in the civil war. It's all a bit of a tragic comedy, really. But what we did, um, we got the script, the first bit, and translated it into Lithuanian on Google Translate. And then printed it out and got the actors to learn it verbatim and, and phonetically, recorded that, put it on a, over the top of a, a video of the motorway at night, and then with English subtitles. I'll play you a clip of that in a second. It's quite strange. And just before the end of that sequence, they changed to English, and then the two actors appeared from underneath a sheet on the stage, but just before the crash. Yeah. Great fun. 
but um, they were really good at Lithuanian. <laughs> it did actually, it did sound genuine to me. They, they were brilliant. Until yeah. you told me what you'd done. Armas Dendar. Oskachar Sebastian. Chusistate absolutos bovengas. Mestulime filati yachi iskers mus. Mestempus netrogos. Dava buk ramos. Es biofilda. Just to say to the audience, when you hear um, the sword fighting between Tia and Andrea, um, you know, from choice language from Tia, oh, yes. uh, they were actually fighting with umbrellas, but it was made to look like uh, swords. Well, we pinched the sound yeah. effects from um, a film that shall remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> And um, the tech, i.e. me, had mm. to sit backstage watching them and, and, mm. and uh, synchronise the, the sword hits with the umbrella hits. It's great fun. And I thought the stage fighting, which was um, directed by John, uh, particularly when Andrea and uh, Sebastian <laughs> were fighting, oh. uh, and she, being an American, she made it quite clear that violence for her is an option. She is, And right. she was hitting him... In, in the nether region. Yeah, yeah, she was trained to hit him correctly. Well, she probably was trained anyway. Um, and when yeah. he says, oh, if I was a man, that would really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. But he, yeah. he, he played it well and mm. they, they, they responded to the stage fighting mm. training quite well because they I don't think Daniel had done any before, but I'm sure Sophie had. But it looked really realistic. Yeah, it was very good. And it was good fun. Let you do that. So the other bit of the subplot is, of course, uh, like Sir Toby, um, Tia Marie is taking money off Andrea's parents to get her married off to this celebrity who is Oliver de Tabloids, and he's not really interested. And, of course, he falls in love with Sebastian dressed up as a girl. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this was the groundbreaker for us. And yeah. every play we did after that kept to the same formula where we keep the mm. original structure yeah. of the play and we embellish the action mm. um, and we we tend to sort of pick a time period and go with that. Mm. So this was the But making them entertaining yes. is is key this from is my it. point of view. Because I remember with Summer Dreaming they did quite a lot of corpsing. Oh yeah. And yeah. in some respects, yeah, it was a bit too much of Summer Dreaming, I admit. <laughs> well, but you, you allowed some... them to corpse yeah. on well, the Well yeah, note. because it's twentieth century <laughs> comedy. You know, I mean I used to love to watch uh, Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, he was he was just a, an expert at it. Well, corpsing is a is a very valid uh, mm. co comical technique. Michael mm, mm. uh, Myers used to do it all yep. the time. Um, but, um, I think we had a reviewer who didn't like it because obviously she was from theatre where they don't corpse. <laughs> well, don't be. You don't, well, the problem. This is the problem. This this is the dichotomy. Dichotomy. We we did all our work as professionals mm -hmm. before we actually did our studies. Yeah. So, so we don't do professional <laughs> work uh, for between 30 and 50 years between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And then both studying, taking our degrees, mine and Thid studies, yours in, uh, in English, English and, and literature. Yeah. And um, we've also done quite a lot of uh, physical hands-on stuff Absolutely. with Rose Bruford, with the theatre studies. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. we came late to it, but we had the main, like Gina says, the main effort is to make people laugh yeah. and to entertain them and the main problem with Shakespeare is the language people don't know what they're talking about mm. and it's a sort of 20th century comedy it is but mm. it's also cabaret and once yeah. the audience is in on the joke mm. it's great once they've 
bought into the mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. that this is not real, it's just a bit of fun and everybody's having a laugh. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely great. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the play after this, which was called Summer Dreaming 1973. Uh, guess what? It was based on Midsummer Night's Dream. We messed around with it a bit, but we kept the scene structure exactly the same. We had a great cast for that as well. We had a great cast. We put some more songs in that. And it was based around the Equal Pay Act and a Marxist-Leninist version of Pyramus and Thisbe. Mm. Don't ask. Just have to listen to it. Um, so that'll be the next next uh, time. That'll be next, next month. month. Next yeah. month now, yeah. Episode and we'll, three. And we'll be inviting some of the cast to come and talk to us as well. That'll be good if they, if they can make it, yeah. they'll be fine, yeah. So... Before we finish, um, let's talk about the game of play, Gina. Oh, right, okay. So, of course, during lockdown, everybody was twiddling pens and pulling their hair out, you know, wondering what on earth they were going to do with their time. Um, well, we did the same. We, we, I'd had an idea uh, about a board game to be, uh, if you like, influenced by the Manchester Shakespeare Company methodology and of course its um, experience its characters and we did we started developing the game of play it's nearly there it's nearly ready it will be will be available um, for Christmas presents fingers crossed yeah but very briefly um, we've got um, some crazy characters in there which are predominantly based on our people that we have in the plays and uh, we also have the game is based on three acts the first act is quite easy, especially if you're um, pretty good at uh, you know the stage stuff. And uh, the second act gets a little bit harder. We throw in some director's cards there. <laughs> You've got to do it like this, as well as the way you did it in that one. And act three, oh, you all start fighting each other because you've got to get them to that middle the middle of that stage stage uh, center and win the dafter yeah and win the dafter <laughs> so and then you can wear the dafter throughout the next the next game <laughs> yeah so it's all audition based yeah. and it's just a load of fun there's plenty mm. of room for improvisation and plenty of room for creativity yeah definitely it. but that that should be out for christmas now we're gonna it probably, will be out for christmas it will be out for christmas okay so we'll probably have a little brief talk about that next time but that will be available from the manchester shakespeare company website did we talk about um, making our plays available for anyone who wants to put them on? They are indeed. They're all on the website. So if you'd like to put a play on, one of ours, feel free. Go onto the website and we can fill in the form there and we'll speak to you from then on. Yeah. But there's quite a few and they're great fun. They're available. Not all great fun. Some of them are scary. Yeah, but it's still fun to do. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's us for now. I'm going to leave you with a clip uh, from 12 Nights or WTF as we know it, as opposed to... Twelfth night and what you will. Ours was. Don't nights. you dare! <laughs> or what's happening? Don't you dare! <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until then, from Gina and myself, take care. Thanks for listening. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.